The Listening Lab is a space for honest and intimate conversations to better understand our neighbors and ourselves and is made possible by the Walmart Foundation. To learn more about the lab and schedule your visit, go to KUAFListeningLab.com. Hi, how are you? How's, uh, how's your day going? Hello, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Yeah? Yeah. So we're sitting here, and in in this is the, the listening lab. Awesome. And it's, um, it's a space where we want to have, instead of like a formal interview where I ask you, like, what do you do? Like, right. where are you from? Right. This and that. It's more of a place where we can just talk, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Because it down seems for like, it. well, but, but I mean, does that make sense? Like, even like just for like the culture and stuff, like, because it seems like people are like kind of afraid to talk to each yeah. other anymore. You yeah. Know? Like, even like just going to the store and stuff, it's like, yeah. yeah, like, you know, people are nice enough and like, hey, you know, whatever, I open the door for you, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But like, sometimes not really, you know? Like it's, yeah. Everyone's kind of on this weird, like, standoffish thing. And, yeah, and I think one of the most important things in the world is human connection. And to me, that's done through intentional listening and uh, sharing of narratives. And I couldn't agree more that this is an important space and an important time in the world for this space to even exist. So thank you for extending it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for coming through and, yeah. and being available and being open, especially to talk about, um, you know, the point. Or not, sorry, not the point, but like, yeah, the the topic um, about queer culture here in Northwest Arkansas because that is a, also a really, really heavy topic for some people. Does that well, make sense? Well, for some folks, it's a heavy topic, and for others like me, it's just our life. <laughs> right, it's just your life. So yeah. I mean, it's how do you um, separate? Sure. Um, the topic from the day to day. Sure. I think one way that you do that is through uh, the the sad but um, true reality that um, rights for people like me have to be granted. Um, they don't come uh, naturally in a system that is set up to not view uh, LGBTQ plus identified people as the same as. Um, so it, it was no surprise. Uh, let me say, uh, let me start that sentence over. Sure. When I woke up to the news today that the um, judge in federal district court had overturned Arkansas's horrific law that banned gender affirming care for trans and gender nonconforming youth, I thought, how apropos that I'm going to be talking. <laughs> about the history of queer culture, LGBTQ culture in Northwest Arkansas on a day when yet again, either through a court finding something constitutional or a court having to go to special, um, through amazing effort to even acknowledge that people like me can have the same rights as others um, is no surprise and it's deeply saddening. Absolutely. I, I once read somewhere, and I can't ever remember who said it, so I can't attribute it, but 
something along the lines of, of an, unless you have had to have one of your basic human rights decided by a court of law, you have no understanding or comprehension of what it means to be othered. Mm. And I um, my journey in doing LGBTQ work in Northwest Arkansas started in 1998 with a ballot initiative. Um, the city of Fayetteville's city council passed an ordinance that just covered the 600 city employees that added non-discrimination based on sexual orientation to the city um, handbook, employee handbook. The mayor vetoed it because of the then mayor vetoed it, kind of like the the then Governor Asa Hutchinson vetoed the anti-queer um, bill recently that the mm-hmm. court just overturned. Yeah. Anyway, the city council at that time get, was barraged with so much hate that they had even passed an ordinance that only impacted 600 city employees, that they got a glimpse of what it's like to live in a society where you are othered. And they did the um, unprecedented um, unanimous vote to overturn a mayoral veto. And the city adopted that ordinance called the Human Dignity Ordinance. Pretty quickly, uh, Northwest Arkansas, those who disagree with um, fairness and equality for all, gathered enough signatures to make that a ballot issue. So in 1998, our city in which we sit right now having this conversation was one of just a handful of ballot, uh, sexual orientation um, ballot issues in the nation that would be voted on by the public. Oh, wow. And that's how I started. I I raised my hand to manage that campaign to try to uphold the Human Dignity Ordinance. And um, and really, like, 98 isn't that long ago. Not that long ago. The big spectrum of time. Yeah, it's not that long ago. And it's the lifetime of almost every person who is a college student. Absolutely. I mean, it is a lifetime ago. But you're right, not that long ago. Um, really not. I mean, for... Yeah. Know, for, again, for what we're talking about, someone right. you know, of your age, my age, this right. kind of thing. It's like, yeah. uh, this has been happening for a while. Like, oh, it's been happening for a long while. <laughs> I mean, if we want to talk about lifetime, I could go back <laughs> into all that has transgressed in my lifetime that impacts sure. people like me. Um, so anyway, uh, in 98, I was sort of introduced to a community here in Fayetteville that organized and rallied around support of folks in the queer community in a way that had never happened in Northwest Arkansas. And we literally had people going door to door, talking to their friends and neighbors about sexual orientation and the importance for folks like me to have, to be protected against discrimination. Um, Of course, we had the opposite side, countering with the age old horrific messages of right. uh, pedophilia and harm, sure. harming yep. children. Their playbook, interestingly, has not changed. It's just um, navigated uh, and adapted more of our language to still uh, perpetuate myths, falsehoods, and fear. 
Anyway, I, I was inundated with an incredible number of community leaders and just community members that cared and wanted to do something uh, positive. I, I think as I was driving here today, I was thinking about a woman named Marianne Kopp. She no longer works here, but she was one of our most um, incredible and energetic volunteers, a woman uh, who was straight or is straight. Um, she was probably in her late 40s, maybe early 50s at the time, and her parents, she's Japanese-American, her parents were interned in one of the internment camps oh, wow. here in Arkansas. Okay. And Talking about being othered. Yeah, that and was, she said, yeah, uh, sure. you know, when I asked her one day, why do you care so much as an ally who's not directly impacted sure, by sure, any sure, of this sure. hate? And she said, my parents went through that experience and instilled in me the importance of fighting for everyone's rights. Absolutely. And showing up as an ally. And that's the sort of caliber of person that I encountered early on in my work in Northwest Arkansas. Um, I went on to do statewide LGBT organizing from 99 to about 2002 and yeah. was really humbled to sit like I'm sitting with you, looking into your eyes and connecting with you and hearing the real-life stories of queer folks across Arkansas sure. as um, they struggle to navigate jobs and health care and faith. And again and again, I kept being drawn to and advocating for queer youth, college students, high school students. Absolutely. The very kids that have been targeted by the type of... Um, misinformed legislation that was overturned in court today are the very kids that 20 plus years ago were being kicked out of homes, were um, finding strength and connection and courage in one another. And I really just uh, would not be doing justice to sharing a story if I didn't honor and... Um, acknowledge the queer youth that still to this day are fighting, showing up, being authentically, fully their fierce and fabulous selves in order for all of us to have a better world in which to live. Absolutely, and I agree with you 110% because there's that thing too where, like you were saying about being other than this and that, and even when you are younger and you know, you know, you know I mean, I don't know, but you know that you know when when right. when stuff is happening to you, you're figuring it out. But these kids, um, they are the weird kids, and this and that, right? Because then you get that that weird stigma about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I would just push back gently a little bit. Yeah, I, no, I think sure, they sure, sometimes sure. some will self-identify as weird. Um, some will be perceived as weird. Some will be othered. And there are kids I'm, that. Sorry, oh, I'm yeah, to go say ahead. by the general public. Uh, yeah, is what I'm right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I. I, Listen, I, I, I was would a weird kid. I was a weird rock and roll kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and also I was big and brown and stuff. Yeah, and people yeah. Were like, who's this kid? You know. I, I think the and the only reason I push back gently is, um, 
you know, I love the the term fierce and fabulous, which I actually learned from the National Youth Advocacy Coalition back when I was doing st- statewide organizing. I took a group of youth to that um, conference, and they really encouraged young people to be fierce and fabulous. And I love that as a framework. And I will say, when it comes to the queer community, there are just as many people who you would look at and think are completely in line with what is considered normal. Right. Um, that's the so, thing. It's like, what is normal? Right. <clears throat> but that's part of the LGBTQ, um, I mean, you know, the alphabet is, sure, is long. Sure, LGBTQ, sure, sure. IAATS, yes. all the things. Yes. We are a very diverse community within a diverse community, you know, uh, a huge umbrella. And um, we span every other identity which is another reason that it is so vital that when we are talking about LGBTQ plus um, communities, um, when we are talking about legislation and other things that affect um, our community, that we are also looking at the intersects of identity. And for example, I I think about um, back in 98 and even today, queer, trans, um, black and brown kids are far more targeted sure. to be pushed out of schools, out of homes, um, when it comes to hate crimes and um, harm done on streets. Again, it's most often against black or Latinx trans women. Sure. And if we don't understand that and um, do our work as a community to fight all forms of, imp- of oppression, then we are leaving folks behind. And one of the things I learned very early on that became very apparent to me when I was working with uh, queer youth was um, that old adage, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me, mm-hmm. is the biggest lie that any of us have ever been told. Absolutely. And until every single person, especially our youth, are free to to live, love, learn, work, and play in Northwest Arkansas, Uh, especially here at home, we all still have work to do. Absolutely, I agree with you. Like that, that's the only reason, sorry to go back. No, no, no. Why I said like weird kids. Yeah. That's how some people look at them or whoever. I mean, you don't have to be a queer, like young kid. You could just be a a weird kid, you know, whatever. Right. But yeah, but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's 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 heavy. Um, why do you think that um, Fayetteville, of all the places, is more like welcoming and just more like open to to different? Uh, yeah, that's a not, not to say different people. This, sorry, that's yeah. not what I meant. But just just more open. Is yeah, is. you know, I I don't know the the answer. Um, that sure. like if there is a one answer to that, sure, I think sure, it's a sure, combination sure, sure. of a lot of things. Um, I think it's a combination of um, typically uh, college towns are more um, open. Uh, n- there right, like tends Austin to be in Texas, right? Right. Yes. Or okay. Lawrence in Kansas, sure, or any yes, of those. Sure. Because there is more, um, typically, op- more openness to um, varied thoughts and ideas and, and energies, 
I also know that there was um, a lot of movement prior to my even moving here of queer communities that wanted to live off the grid or wanted to live in a beautiful area of nature, especially um, uh, lesbian communities that came from all over the country and, and settled here because it offered that beauty and that sense of a, a, a space and place to be fully um, who they were. Uh, and that was true for a lot of, you know, non-queer arts, artsy folks that relocated here from the larger cities to, to have more of a connection with nature. So you have this nature um, space, you have uh, juxtaposed with a college town, you have um, the communities that already grew up here, and then you had, in general, just a um, more of a sense not necessarily the majority, but more of a sense of folks who were willing to, who kind of had that live and let live mentality and that um, more of a sense of freedom in general and an openness. But that's just me making stuff up, you know, based <laughs> on, I mean, there, I don't have an article or anything to, you know, sure. I think it was a um, combination of a lot of those things. Right. That, exactly. That yeah. like combination of a lot of things, like you were mm -hmm. saying, trying to find your own space, um, uh, maybe you know cost effectiveness the the, the what is it called the, the minimum wage way of life like this kind of stuff or like here it's a little bit more affordable than if yeah. you were going to live you know say in LA or yeah. somewhere you yeah. know what I mean and and people were trying to carve out their own little spaces because yeah. that's all we try to do right? right isn't that what we yeah. all try to do yeah just carve out my own little spot carve where I'm out at. Spot. Yeah. yeah. And and I think the more like And I don't want to be persecuted for it. Right, <laughs> right. right. And there were, you know, I stand on the shoulders of many people that lived in this community that did incredible work and lived incredible lives prior to my moving here in ninety eight. And I will also say that I do believe that um, campaign for human dignity and the way the community showed up, not from my perspective because I was still new but from folks who were deeply embedded and rooted in this uh, town for a long time, had said to me, I have not seen our community organized around something uh, in such a, a powerful and important way in so long. I think that really did set the stage for then later years when there were, I believe, three or four other um, campaigns to pass an ordinance protecting LGBTQ rights in Fayetteville. And, um, you know, the community just kept showing up and kept working towards that, kept centering the needs. I mean, you saw, um, you know, this is the community that has elected out gay uh, city council people now. Um, I wow, think of that great. juxtaposition from 98 when it was all um, straight allies who were just who had no idea sure. um, that they would stir up such um, animosity but stood their ground anyway to now a city that has had more than one out gay city council person um, have has had representation from the LGBTQ community at high levels of the city and now we have um, in Washington County the first out uh, trans justice of the peace that's uh, elected. So I think about from 98 to now, so much of what's happened was that that community awareness, that continuing um, to advocate for 
policies and practices and, and even laws that would change the trajectory to be um, a place where, I'm, I'm not going to say that it is perfect, but it is a place where, at least from the powers that be, di discrimination would be seen as not acceptable. And, you know, again, it goes back to unless you've had <laughs> your rights, uh, just right. basic human rights determined by a court of law or by a legislation um, or even by a vote, you have no idea um, what it's really like. So it is no surprise to me, given that infrastructure of, of continued support and fighting for um, the full um, rights of LGBTQ folks in Fayetteville, that we now also have the largest attended um, Pride Parade and the Trans March and so much um, celebration uh, that happens in the city. Um, even when we are still li we are living in a climate where folks like me are being used as fodder to um, justify fear and backlash, we are still showing up. Absolutely. And celebrating and valuing who we are as full humans who contribute so much to this region. Oh, it's a full humans. Yeah. <laughs> what a concept, right? Right. <laughs> the, you it's know. Just, it's just people. Like, yeah. We're all people. Yeah. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Like, that is, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, thinking about that, like, like you said, you have somebody that voted and taking your rights away just because of whatever, because they thought about it. Like, that's, eh, that's hard, you know? It's hard to think about. Well, it's dangerous. And right. I mean, this I'm, whole, like, Roe versus Wade thing, right? Like, I mean, yeah. what the heck is that about? Like, I mean, listen, yeah. we could go on all yeah. day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we literally could. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I we got to go. Uh, it's 1240. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can, I got 10 more minutes, but okay. if you want to stop, it's up to you. Yeah. Um, no, nothing. I just, sorry, that was, didn't mean yeah. to go there with that. No but, worries. But just... Um, um yeah i don't know what else uh do you think about um you know we talked about uh, what, what did you say that alliance was the 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 when you came here in like 98 and oh the c campaign for human dignity yes, yes yeah yes, thank mm -hmm. you yeah the campaign yeah. for human dignity mm -hmm. um i don't know if you wanted to talk about that more um or yeah i mean one of the i it's hard to it's hard to talk about that with that focusing more on, but I guess it's my experience. What I will say is, what I didn't say yet is not surprising, though saddening, in 1998, we lost the vote by a 60 to 40 margin. Okay. And the not discrimination ordinance for the city of Fayetteville was overturned by a vote. Um, not surprising. A little bit later on, I think it was in 99, the Child Welfare Agency Review Board in the state of Arkansas decided to add that gays and lesbians could not serve as foster parents, nor could anyone serve as a foster parent who had a gay or lesbian person in the home. So we were again fighting um, something that was never a problem before. <laughs> 
was created as a problem that would harm children, quote unquote. And that I was a plaintiff in that lawsuit uh, that was overturned again in court um, in 2000. And oh, I can't remember exactly. Again, never a problem before. But when that failed, when they were unable to change a regulation, they got an, the uh, those who do not value the full participation and and authentic lives of those of us who are in the LGBTQ plus umbrella, got enough signatures to put on the ballot, Act One, the same election that elected Barack Obama for the first time, we were voting on whether gays and lesbians could adopt children in the state of Arkansas. That was voted as illegal for gays and lesbians, people like me, to adopt children in the state of Arkansas. Again, another court battle ensued. Again, it was overturned as unconstitutional. So we're this odd juxtaposition of really planned and um, targeted bills and legislation against our community that have all been overturned, to my knowledge, by in the courts. Um, and we were also, in 2015, our state, with the great work of Cheryl Maples and others, was able to legalize gay marriage just prior to the Supreme Court ruling mm. that legalized it federally. So you see this bizarre sort of, um, I guess really what that is a testament to, that just as much as there has always been anti-gay, lesbian, bisexual, trans, especially lately, uh, uh, anti-trans work being done and laws being passed and court battles being fought, there have always been those amazing advocates mm. who have been fighting hard in this state for the full representation of all of us who identify under the LGBTQ plus umbrella. That's amazing. That's really, 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 really great to hear. That, um, yeah. That that, like you said, that there are there there are those allies that that do have that. You know, allies that, and folks who are part of the community as well. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, so many folks, um, like in '98, and like. Um, in the recent uh, court battle to overturn the um, gender-affirming care ban, there have been amazing people dedicated to doing this work here in Arkansas. And I know, not just from statistics, but also from the very human Arkansans that I have interacted with in my life, that advocacy and activism like that that there are literally lives depending upon it. And until that's not the case, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I'm going to show up in this kind of, <laughs> in this conversation, I'm going to show up in any way that I can and to make a difference. And my hope is that we will always have the support of advocates, allies, activists and our community working 
diligently to maintain and secure our full human rights and to celebrate the hell out of our existence. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Sure. Yeah. This was great. Listening Lab on KUAF 91.3.